This is the IEEE USA Insight Podcast, Episode 5, a monthly program featuring news, information, and updates from IEEE USA headquarters in Washington, D.C. And now your host, Chris McMains. Thank you, John. Let's get right to the news. IEEE USA is looking for members to help us deliver an immigration reform message to Congress at our next career fly-in on September 28th and 29th. Our plan of green cards, not guest workers, would make it easier for STEM graduates of U.S. universities to become Americans and harder for companies to import workers on H-1B and other temporary visas. Far too often, American workers are laid off in favor of employees who are paid far less money. There seems to be real momentum building in Congress to enact some reforms to the H-1B program that would protect U.S. and foreign workers. The issue has become hot button since it was revealed this year that three major U.S. companies, Walt Disney, Fossil, and Southern California Edison, replaced American employees with less expensive workers on H-1B visas. The program was never intended to operate this way, but loopholes in the law make it possible. At the career fly-in, you will receive a comprehensive briefing on the policies, laws, and politics of immigration reform. The next day, you will bring that reform message to Capitol Hill during private meetings with your congressional representatives and their staff. Most fly-in participants pay their own travel expenses or are sponsored by their IEEE section or region. IEEE USA will provide funding for a limited number of engineers to attend based on the political importance of their legislators. It doesn't matter if you don't know much about the politics of immigration reform or have never visited a congressional office. Our staff will teach you all you need to know. The dates, again, are September 28th and 29th. If you're interested in attending, search online for IEEE USA and Career Fly-In to register or contact IEEE USA Government Relations Director Russ Harrison at r.t.harrison at IEEE.org. Have you signed up yet for the IEEE Virtual Career and Talent Expo? Hosted by IEEE Region 6, it is open to all worldwide IEEE members and available online anytime. The free expo features job fairs, industry keynotes and news, career development resources, prizes, giveaways, and much more. Live recruiting days are scheduled the third Wednesday of each month, with the next one September 16th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. During live recruiting days, you can go inside the virtual environment to visit corporate booths, chat live with recruiters and hiring managers, schedule and conduct interviews, attend learning sessions and webinars, and engage with peers, companies, state councils, and career advisors. For more information and to register, search online for IEEE Virtual Career and Talent Expo. Now it's time for IEEE USA's eBook Corner, highlighting new eBooks available to IEEE members. This month's featured eBook is Staying Sharp Volume 2, Tips for Staying Sharp Outside Your Company. Have you ever considered how working on a committee or working group in your city or town could help you advance your career while also contributing to your community? 
Serving as a volunteer on your local board of education, historical society, or other civic programs is just one of many proven strategies that engineers can use to enhance their non-technical skills for career success, according to Harry T. Roman. Roman writes from experience. He worked for 36 years, almost all of them in R&D, for Public Service Electric and Gas Company, the largest utility serving the state of New Jersey. Over those years, when he wasn't directing or consulting on more than $100 million worth of projects and programs, he became deeply involved with his town's water commission. Roman served for eight years on the three-member water commission, ultimately, ultimately becoming its president and leading the 70 employees who provide 10 million gallons of water a day to 75,000 residents and businesses with a pumping station, well field, storage and transmission, and a distribution network. What a learning opportunity that was, Roman said. I learned so many new skills that I was able to bring back to my utility job, especially managing unusual operating situations such as broken transmission and distribution piping and pumping station failures. People in my company also took notice that I was managing and leading large numbers of professional and technical staff in my city. This municipal position helped corporate leaders understand my potential as a future leader in my company. Roman firmly believes that the best way for ensuring career success is to keep professional skills sharp by seeking out opportunities both on and off the job that broaden one's network and knowledge. The soft skills are just as important as the hard skills, he says. IEEE USA eBooks has now published the second volume in Roman's Staying Sharp series, Tips for Staying Sharp Outside Your Company. The first volume is Tips for Staying Sharp Inside Your Company, and each volume is now available for $7.99 to members and $9.99 to non-members at shop.ieeeusa.org. Purchase both Volume 1 and Volume 2 and get ahead of the pack. In the IEEE USA Insight Spotlight, we bring you close up to a newsmaker or public figure with a quick one-on-one interview. This month, Chris talks to Wanda Reeder, an IEEE fellow who works as Chief Strategy Officer for SNC Electric Company in Chicago. She is a former president of the IEEE Power and Energy Society and has played a key role in establishing IEEE as an expert source on smart grid technology. In this interview, she talks about the PES Scholarship Plus initiative that she helped establish, as well as the excitement younger power engineers are bringing to their profession. I'm here with Wanda Reeder at the IEEE Power and Energy Society General Meeting in Denver, and uh, we just had a really good session on the workforce. And during that session, Wanda, you talked about the the uh, PES Scholarship Plus program. And for our listeners out there who don't know about it, I heard some good statistics this morning that you've given out 733 scholarships to 466 students at 147 universities. Altogether, uh, about 100, uh, excuse me, $1.5 million in scholarship money has been, has been given out. One of the best things is that the number of students studying power engineering in colleges has gone up uh, 180% since 2005-06. So how proud are you of how the program has come along? Yeah, Chris, thanks a lot. This has just been a tremendous achievement. I look back and think about where we were in the 2005-06 timeframe when we were looking at a significant attrition in the workforce. 
and knew that the power curriculums within the country had been waning, uh, clearly we had a significant problem in our hands because we needed to attract the best and brightest, not only to take over the jobs that were uh, you know, to be vacated, but also uh, you know, we were looking at significant investment in grid modernization, uh, renewables and the like. So to now look at the situation in hindsight, we've had the program you know, in implementation mode for four years, and to know that we've made that big a difference is absolutely uh, amazing and so rewarding. Now, I also heard a statistic that over 160 companies have hired PES scholars. So is that actually for jobs? Yes, it's for jobs. You mentioned, uh, just to you know, kind of reiterate on the statistics here, we started the program, the IEEE PES Scholarship Initiative, in 2011. And at that time, the objective was to double the throughput of undergraduates taking power engineering. Uh, we wanted to do that, again, in speculation of significant attrition uh, that was on the forefront. So, you know, we, uh, we designed the program to be a scholarship-internship combination. We thought if we could attract the best and brightest of students that are already interested in engineering into electrical and into power, uh, that was the quickest way to kind of expedite this pipeline development. So, you know, the program started in 2011. We've been giving out scholarships uh, ever since, 2011, 12, 13, 14. So over that four-year period now, we've released 733 scholarships uh, to 147 universities. Uh, we just have these statistics uh, readily available on, you know, the universities and the rate of uh, folks that are actually taking power engineering. From a survey that was recently performed by the Power and Energy Society, all of that statistical work is actually published on the PES website. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, readily avail available for everybody to know, you know, what curriculums are now being offered, how many folks are actually participating in the various universities and such. Um, so, yeah, we are, we're excited. We know that it's made a difference to attract the talent that we need. Uh, we continue to reach out with the IEEE Foundation to do philanthropic work to attract, you know, investment in order to continue uh, releasing the scholarships. And I would also add that, you know, the internship component to this is very important. I like to say that you know, it's one thing to get a student kind of interested in this domain, I and mean, there's obviously a lot of energy buzz right now, uh, but it's, it's more than the interest. It, it is about making connections and developing relationships and actually getting involved in the industry. And I think that's really where, you know, this plus aspect of Scholarship Plus is all about. We can take and, you know, introduce them to internships as a part of the process, and that's really where they can get, you know, extra engaged and, and become part of the fabric of the industry for sustained engagement through the rest of their career. And I, I know you're happy that your company, S&C Electric, is, uh, is a major supporter uh, of, the, of the scholarship program. And how could uh, – now, you have to uh, – be going into your sophomore year to apply. I know you can get $2,000 your sophomore year and your junior year and then $3,000 your senior year. Uh, for somebody that's interested in the program, how would they go about applying? Yes, you're correct. You need a one year of, you know, studies. Uh, you need to be uh, involved in an ABIT accredited university that offers power classes. 
uh, U.S. citizen or permanent residents for those that are applying in the, you know, in the United States. We also offer it in Canada as well. Uh, but anyway, a 3.0 grade point average or better, uh, committed to taking power classes, and of course committed to the internships in conjunction with the scholarship activity. Uh, so, you know, th those are really the criteria. We do have selection committees in each one of the regions within the United States. So as folks apply, then, of course, they are compared in the, you know, the ones that surface as uh, PES scholars that are notified each fall. Uh, the application process is actually done via a website. Uh, so, you know, you can apply online at www.ee-scholarship.org. Uh, and, you know, we end up implementing uh, the application process. Actually, we just got done. So, you know, it's really in the spring time frame, and we conclude it at July 1st. Through the summer, then, we're going through the assessment process. And in the fall, then, we actually award the uh, PES scholars. And you've had some uh, pretty good companies that have stepped forward to offer internships, correct? We have had a lot of companies offer internships. That, that is right. Uh, we actually use an online instrument to connect uh, companies and the students. It's called PES Careers. Uh, and that website is available to power engineers, students, uh, to both get internships and, and also full-time jobs up to one year after they've graduated. So, you know, there is, uh, I know PES Careers has been tremendously successful. Actually, the participation has doubled since 2012. We have had about 2,000 students utilize that uh, job site. Uh, and I know there's hundreds of employers that also utilize it as well. No cost to employers, by the way. This is a service that IEEE Power and Energy Society actually offers to our industry. Mm -hmm. And I encourage everybody to, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah, that sounds very good. And, uh, you know, we again, we had this session today on what's going on in the power engineering workforce and with so many renewable technologies coming online and contributing to our energy portfolio. We heard today particularly about wind and solar, and, of course, hydro has been big in this country for many years. And you mentioned your... You're not necessarily looking for a specific type of engineer, but somebody who's very adaptable, very nimble, can, uh, can go in different directions, particularly as the market changes. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. Because, you know, the initial objective of the program was to actually get more people in the pipeline. And, you know, we look at the energy situation right now, we are really in a transition. You know, we know that we are backing off in the amount of coal plants, uh, gas and renewables are clearly on the increase. Uh, where that mix is going, you know, nobody really knows. It's going to ebb and flow. But the one thing that is for certain is that we need much more flexibility and nimbleness in how we run our energy infrastructure. And, you know, you then start to correlate that to what the implications are in the workforce. It means that the workforce needs to also be nimble and flexible in order to, you know, kind of ebb and flow with where the industry is going. Uh, so, you know, I think now it's as, it's as much about managing the competencies and the knowledge transition uh, as it is making sure that there's actually people in place. We need that in order to, you know, 
integrate these renewables um, and make sure that we continue to offer very reliable infrastructure. We know that the economy and our economic viability going forward is tightly coupled with a reliable electrical infrastructure, and to the extent that we're, we're changing that, we need the technical wherewithal as, as a platform, a foundation, in order to make that happen and provide security into our future. Well, these are definitely exciting times and lots of good opportunities for uh, students that are interested in power engineering with the whole uh, smart grid effort that's been going on for a number of years and uh, the, the clean energy economy that, that is, uh, is, is dawning mm -hmm. upon us. That raises kind of a point. You and I have been coming to these PES general meetings for years now, and um, I can't help but notice you walk around the hallway, you come into these uh, meeting rooms, and uh, the excitement from you know the, the the folks that are coming into this industry is so prevalent. And I don't know about you, but I can certainly feel feel the buzz. Uh, there there definitely is a lot of interest, and I think the change, the technology, the uh, the vision for the future really is coming out in in the culture and in the uh, the technical talks and the like in these conferences. So, yeah, a good point. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of uh, a lot of energy here at the of, yeah, power and energy. Uh, a lot of energy at power and energy. That's right. Yep, yeah, definitely. And uh, I know that you're always very busy at these events. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me, and I'm I'm sure our listeners will enjoy it. Good. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate the opportunity. Time now for Georgia Stelluto with the IEEE USA Conference Calendar. Summer days are drifting away here in the nation's capital, and it's time for your IEEE USA Conference update. From the 8th through the 11th of October, attend the 2015 IEEE Global Humanitarian Conference, GHTC, at the Doubletree Hotel in Seattle, Washington. IEEE GHTC focuses on advancing technology for the benefit of humanity. This cross-disciplinary annual conference brings together communities and individuals in engineering, science, technology, industry, academe, government agencies, NGOs, charities, and funders interested in applying technology to develop effective solutions for the challenges facing the world's underserved. The conference mission is to foster exchange of information, networking, and cooperation in the humanitarian and emergency management fields, focus attention on businesses that enable technologies in support of humanitarian principles and ways of operating, create positive and meaningful impacts in the lives of billions of disadvantaged people around the world, explore science, engineering, and technology solutions for vulnerable communities, and attract young people to these professional fields, and highlight humanitarian technologies that promote successful practices and attract humanitarian and emergency management practitioners who will, who will learn from their successes and better guide future research. On the 19th through the 23rd of October, attend the 2015 International Conference on Connected Vehicles and Expo, ICCVE in Shenzhen, Guangdong, China, in the Hong Kong area. ICCVE is the world's premier connected vehicles conference that gathers all the relevant communities together. 
During the five-day conference, experts, practitioners, and policymakers from all around the world will present the latest innovations and advances on connected vehicles, share experience and insights, forecast trends and opportunities, and discuss policy, economics, and social implications. ICCVE is the world's most searched conference in the domain of connected vehicles, rated number one in the Google search results. It is IEEE IEEE's flagship conference in the domain of connected vehicles. IEEE USA, IEEE VTS, and IEEE ITSS financially co-sponsor this conference. And IEEE SA, IEEE Consumer Electronics Society, and the IEEE RFID Committee technically co-sponsor this event. The Shenzhen Municipal Government will host ICCVE 2015 and the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation, APEC, SAE China, ITS China, and China ITS Industry Alliance will support it. 60% of ICCVE attendees are industry leaders and policy makers. Past ICCVE conferences have been in Beijing in 2012, Las Vegas in 2013, and Vienna in 2014. ICCVA 2015 confirmed keynote speakers from IEEE will be Vincenzo Piuri, TAB VP, Bruce Kramer, SA President, Paul Nikolic, 802 Chair, and Tom Kirihara, 1609 Chair. ICCVE 2015 expected attendance is over 1,500 attendees from more than 50 countries. Topics of interest will include wireless communications and vehicular networking, mobile internet, mobility internet and the internet of things, cooperative driving, intelligent and autonomous vehicles, automotive electronics and automatic control, transportation and connected vehicles, electric vehicle and transportation electrification, geographic, spatial, and social information systems, manufacturing and product safety engineering in connected vehicles, practices, recommendations, and standards in connected vehicles, policy, economics, and social implications of connected vehicles, connected drones for consumer and commercial uses, smart personal vehicles, shared mobility from technology to business, and cybersecurity in vehicles and transportation systems. Other upcoming conferences of note in 2015 are the IEEE Women in Engineering Summit USA East on the 6th through 8th of November in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Carbon Management Technology Conference on the 17th through the 19th of November in Sugarland, Texas in the Houston area, the IEEE Signal Processing and Medicine and Biology Symposium on the 12th of December in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the IEEE International Conference on Wireless for Space and Extreme Environments, WISE, W-I-S-E-E, on the 14th through the 16th of December in Orlando, Florida. And coming in 2016, the IEEE Green Technologies Conference, Green Tech, on the 7th through the 8th of April in Kansas City, Missouri, the IEEE International Symposium of Ethics in Engineering Science and Technology, Ethics 2016 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on the 13th through the 15th of May, the IEEE Photovoltaic Specialists Conference on the 5th through 10th of June in Portland, Oregon, the IEEE Power and Energy Society General Meeting in Boston, Massachusetts, on the 18th through the 21st of July, 
the IEEE USA Future Leaders Forum the 20th through the 30th of July in New Orleans, Louisiana, and the International Conference on Connected Vehicles and Expo the 24th through the 20th of October in Seattle, Washington. Put them on your calendar. For more information on upcoming conferences, go to IEEEUSA.org conferences. Hope you can attend some of these exciting conferences and events. Remember, connecting and networking with your peers is one of your most valuable professional tools. Don't miss these great opportunities. I'm Georgia Stelluto for IEEE USA. IEEE USA Insight, the organization's flagship publication, is featuring a number of stories that might interest you. Here are a few. A Q&A with the four members who are running for 2016 IEEE USA President-Elect and Member-at-Large. This will help you decide among Keith Grizzlack and Karen Peterson for President-Elect and Wale Akpose and Dan Donahoe for Member-at-Large. Balloting, which is part of the IEEE elections, started August 17th and closes October 1st. Other features include three important things to consider to help you find a career in robotics, and how the IEEE Power and Energy Society is powering up the next generation. Devin Ryan, the young professional's representative on the IEEE USA Board of Directors, has a column entitled, Two Influential Words That Will Help You Make Things Happen. For these and other stories, go to insight.ieeeusa.org. IEEE USA's free monthly ebook to members in September is Writing for Success, an Engineer's Guide, Volume 3, The End Products of Engineering Writing. This ebook by Tom Moran looks at several types of written products, including reports, specifications, instructions, requests, and proposals. From September 1st through October 15th, IEEE members can download a complimentary copy of this ebook by going to IEEE USA shop and using promo code SEPTFREE. That's SEPTFREE. A complimentary monthly ebook is just one of the many benefits of IEEE membership. The IEEE USA shop site has many ebooks available for download at a nominal cost. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I'm Chris McMains in Washington, wishing you and your family a wonderful day. This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you have feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting on our IEEE USA Insight article, Send us email at insightpodcast at IEEEUSA.org. Visit Facebook at facebook.com slash IEEEUSA or connect with us at Twitter at IEEEUSA. I'm John Yaglinski. Thanks for tuning in.